Welcome to the podcast. It's a no for me. I'm your host, Star. And I'm Josie. Thanks for joining us today. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see us out healing and we're folks in the back. Baby, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. You see, it's out here healing and we're growing. This week, you get to check out a dope conversation with my little sister and I. I hope that you enjoy it. A sneak peek into the shenanigans we get into. Let's go. What it do, baby boo? Hey. What Got on that. What you up to now? For now, I'm just smoking. <laughs> smoking. Smoking on the I rolled it before um I cleaned. So As you should, because if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm here for it. What you got popping today? Um, honestly, I don't even know. I low key think I broke the PlayStation, so I'm trying to figure what? it out. It's true. It's just tripping. It won't. It won't do nothing. Damn. Might be time for five. Man, I've been contemplating on getting one of those, but I'm like, what's the likelihood of me actually using <laughs> Like, and what games are even out that I pull that I would know? Because, you know I'm a Black Ops zombies kind of girl. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? They have a lot of new style games like that. Like that aren't necessarily Call of Duty. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, shit, you could get back into your gamer girl phase. You know, because that was a cool phase. That yeah, cool but I think it, I think it really is time for a new system for sure. Cause I don't know what happened. But what do you got planned for today? Well, I have. I just got out of therapy with my therapist. Obviously. Um, I had a session with her at 11, and it's actually my last session for the year because niggas is on a budget, and $300 is a lot per month. (laughs) So um, just finished my last thing with her. Um, I was up here doing some research for this job that I'm applying for at LASA. Okay. And um, just getting some of their like verbiage down and making notes. So I'm take basically taking notes right now on things like trauma informed care, housing first philosophy, all kinds of like wordy things. And then, uh, wait mm-hmm. before you go on, I have a, a question about your therapist. Mm-hmm. Are you are you scared of the effect that you might have of not going anymore? Yes, yes, I am tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just told her that too. I was like, bruh, you know, it's a little nerve wracking knowing that I'm not going to be able to talk to her like I usually do, like weekly. 
But like she said, I have all the tools that I need. Like, literally, I do. And at this point, it's a matter of implementing. It's like when you go to school, right? And you're, like, learning, you know, whatever the theory is, whatever the the lesson is. But then at some point, class is over and you have to go implement it. Yeah. It's more so of a matter of being intentional and reminding myself that I do have the tools to move past it. One of the things that we did before me even not having therapy anymore was like preparing for it. So she sent me like a gang of worksheets, um, all kinds of things that I might need, um, you know, things that I can practice. And it's true, like therapy is great in terms of the support that you have and the support that you feel but it's not all be all like you can there are a lot of people who quote-unquote heal themselves with self-help books and self-help journals and things of that nature without ever really talking to a therapist um and so knowing that not only do I have the tools that I need but she was also like you know, to keep it on it. <laughs> she was like, if you need to reach out to me, here's my email. Like, I'm not worried about money. I don't, you're not going to have to pay your arm and a leg. If you feel like you really need to talk to me or reach out to me, you have access, which made me feel way better. Well, because at this point, you guys have built a relationship. It's beyond just, yeah. you know, but that's good. Um. What's probably, like, the biggest tool that you learn to cope with things? Like, you don't necessarily need to tell me, like, what you're coping from. But, like, what's the best tool that you learn? Um, I would have to say the best coping tool. Meditation is obviously one that's pretty common these days, but, it, but it's very helpful. Um, because what I find with meditation is it's more than just sitting in silence, but it's honoring the fact that you deserve time to just be. Yeah. Which in this grind hustle culture, you don't always get that. So for me, meditation is important. And then also being intentional about what I feed my soul. So I know you remember a time where I would be, you know, sending people motivational videos in the morning and quotes and started to do it to me. Huh? I said, yeah, because you would do it to me. Yeah. And and I think secretly what I was hoping was that when I became, you know, when I started to fall short, that people would do the same for me and no one did. And so mm. I learned to, you know, not not so much stop doing it because people aren't doing it back, but do it for myself. In, in the sense that, you know, hey, if you watch the video, great. If you don't, whatever, that's fine too. But this is more for me. And, you know, instead of growing bitter because people aren't reciprocating, I find people who appreciate it. Yeah. So if, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes people are just not in the space to appreciate it. So for me, I have to remind myself that sometimes I'm not in the space to appreciate it like because if I was then when I'm having those days where I don't feel like I can go on or I want to do better then I remind myself to be gentle 
and not take the position I took when people when I felt like people weren't grateful. Yeah. So learning to be grateful for the tools. Um, another coping skill I would say is um, freestyling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but you've always loved that though. I have, but you know what? I was talking to my therapist today, and we were talking about how like we like to how I find it fascinating that we can punish ourselves for mm-hmm. things. And the way we do that is by like literally taking away the things we love. So for example, I'm a people person, but when I'm in a, a weird space, I find myself isolated, which is like ass backwards, right? If anything, I need support yeah. um, or creativity wise, right? Like I love creating, but when there's that block, um, then I don't, I don't even attempt. And I think that's where I get stuck because I there used to be a time where I didn't have to attempt. I didn't even have to think about it. I would hear a beat and hop on it. Like there was no, am I in the no mood today? Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to that has been interesting. Um, I've been painting a lot more. So that's been my creative outlet. But I do feel that just getting the words out. I'm telling you, I went through a whole, I was looking through my Instagram, I mean, not my Instagram, my Snapchat, and looking at the different stories that I've, you know, posted or that I've done. And I was laughing because I did one for you, one for Boosie, and one for another person. And girl, I just thought it was hilarious because I was just in my room, like, just speaking. Vibing. Vibing. I'll never forget when we did that little freestyle of me, you, and Aaron, and it's still on YouTube till this day. So embarrassing. Oh, it's why? Why is it embarrassing? (laughs) This is so cute. Uh, Because we were just, we was just going. I feel like it's funny because it was so cutesy, but I feel like we were really getting a lot off our chest. Okay. And that's my point. It's like, you know, I think about the fact that I always ask you why you never rap or write anymore because I I was inspired by you. Yeah. And I think it's the same concept of, you know, when's the last time you even tried to? Like, I, I will ask you and you're like, nah. But now I understand because, you know, I there are times where I'm like, I haven't even practiced. I, I don't know what to, you know, and then you start to doubt yourself. And then it just becomes this big ass thing that doesn't need to be a thing. Yeah, like we would just sit in our rooms and just go off. Like, what? What's the difference? And again, if you don't practice, then you can't get better. Sometimes I be rapping and don't shit make sense. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> we gonna keep going. That, that reminds me of when we used to do like our little cypher circles in Bakersfield. I would be saying stupid shit like napkins and shit like. like <laughs> They we used to give each other topics like, "Hey, talk about that," and then we would just go, and it was just so, like you say, it was just so thoughtless, you know, thoughtless and free. And I think that's what I love about it because we spend so much time ruminating and thinking and like driving ourselves crazy about shit. Where that's my favorite part of it. Like literally, I'd be like, the topic is, I look around and find some light bulb, nigga, like, and go, (laughs) (laughs) and. 
with that one thing, so many other things come to mind, and and you just it's free flowing. Yeah, it's the opposite of what we do in daily life. And it's like, um, kind of like drawing therapy. You know how like a lot mm-hmm. of therapists use that as a method too. I feel like anything artsy falls in that same category of like some type of therapy. You know because you need that that outlet you know like a, a tv won't turn on without being plugged into something that could power it come on somebody so i feel like that's what it is when it comes to you getting back into painting or like freestyling and things like that because it gives you that electricity you need to do other things right but i feel like when you talk about how i used to do it and i don't anymore I think there's a lot of creative things in general I don't do anymore because I'm so fixated on one. You know, I fixated a lot on photography. That's my outlet. And that's fair. That's fair. Um, But even then, how do you keep up the creativity with that? Like, my thing is like I, I like you said you found one that resonates with you and that's the one you rock with now so yeah maybe it's not rapping or maybe it's not drawing um and I get that because I'm the same right like I can draw my ass off but then okay. I would get sidetracked with <laughs> I get sidetracked with you know now I want to sing you know <laughs> and now I want to and there's so many different things that I'm able to do and when I find one that I really really love that's the one I rock with for you now is photography but how do you stay creative like how do you not keep replicating the same kinds of pictures or find a different creative style like what is your approach or do you just go with the flow is that the whole point to just be mindless and you know whatever gravitates towards you I want to say it's very mindless to be honest with you because I spend a lot of my time just driving around I can't plan it out I don't really necessarily know where I'm gonna end up or what picture I'm gonna take so it keeps it keeps it open for me. Like, it's not so much pressure to get the perfect picture, but mm. it's almost like every time I do it, it is practice. Like, each time I try something new, like, if I know I'm going to the mountains for the 50th time, and I know I've taken a picture of the the mountain ranges, maybe I'll focus on the trees this time. Mm. So it's just trying to find, like, new new approaches to, like, an old dream, like Roy said in his song. Okay, come on, somebody. Like, I, but I think that's why I'm fixated on it, because it's no pressure. It's thoughtless, like it used to be yeah. when we would freestyle together. When you would just put on a beat for me in the car at night, and we and you would just be like, tell me about apples or whatever you know for example (laughs) but it it always takes me back to that core memory every time I'm trying to find the perfect shot that's facts and I think that's part of the release though like it's part of you know the absentee the absence of struggle in that in that moment right Mm -hmm. like you are 
locked in. And it's, it's no different with meditation or any other form of creativity. While I was working on some of the art pieces that I showed you, it's literally pouring paint on the canvas. Like you need no artistic ability to be able to do this. Yeah. And when I did it with a group of people, shout out to Josie because she orchestrated this whole thing. And when I tell you, she she calls it intuitive art, which I understand why it is, right? You, she meditates first, and then, you know, that's how she kind of comes up with her colors. Sometimes she does, sometimes she doesn't. But the whole point is just pouring. I didn't do I just poured shit on the canvas. I was like, listen, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you can't control what the final product looks like. Yeah. And that can be really like anxiety written for some people. Like you want, you want right. to know exactly what the, you could, you want to know exactly what the end product is going to be. And there's no way to tell. Yeah, that's true. But you know, also though, there's art and just splatter and paint everywhere too, because I feel like that's yeah. also expressive. Like you might not be able to sit there and draw a full person's face, but you're expressing whether it's happiness, pain, excitement, whatever. You're expressing that even in the way you throw in the paint. And I think that also is just as beautiful in the end as as someone who sits down and they're super intentional about it because yeah. it's, it's literally just like life you you just get all these splatters and scattered of thoughts and you putting them together and you're trying to create something and you know yeah no that's facts and it's not even an art form that I ever considered like you you actually bought me one year for Christmas a paint pour um art set and that's where I, I used it um, for some of these paintings. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, who, you know, who would have thought? Yeah, but it's all about, like, little shit like that is all about, like, like how you like to say, like, the investment into you. Because I know that you're an amazing painter, an amazing artist. I know that you're creative. And even if it cost me one dollar, five dollars, a hundred. It don't matter. It's not about the price tag. It's just about mm -hmm. the fact that, like, I saw this and I thought that it would be useful for your vision here. You know, because for our whole life, I knew that you could paint or draw or, you know, utilize your brain in a way. Because almost every gift I've given you when I'm old enough to give you a gift has been paintbrushes, uh, tie-dye, you know, like it's yeah. always been very art-driven because I know that's that's what we gravitate to. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me you know, there's a certain amount of, and I wonder if more creative people go through this, but there's a certain, you know, I don't know if it's shame or guilt, but there's a certain like weight, I'll say, that comes with the creative block when you're not able to do, you know, the the thing you love or you're not able to produce like you believe you should be able to pr produce. And I think that is, telling you know for me I have I finally have an art studio and I finally have a lab 
we always talked about having a lab where we could just be as creative as we want. And I'll be getting frustrated when I don't have the drive to be that creative or I don't have the what feels like willpower to just mass produce and, you know, taking baby steps and being around people who encourage me to do that. I find has been helpful. And and again, same with therapy, right? Learning those tools that will benefit me to get me out of that funk if ever I'm in one. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's a combination of things because there's been a lot of times where I won't take pictures for months. And I, and I will admit it does kind of feel shameful because why do I have this gift and I don't know what to do with it right now? Like it's frustrating. It it like, Mm -hmm. It's almost like not disappointed, but like, come on, like you got all the tools because your brain is the tool you got. Right. What you need. But I think a big part of it is kind of like, like going through that shameful feeling and figuring out like how to not get yourself there again like feeling that so much where you're like okay fuck that like I need to create this and like I feel like it like going through the phase and feeling the emotions almost fuels your brain to kickstart a brilliant idea mm. but you just have to be willing to feel it because it's it's overwhelming It is. But see, that's the thing I love about youth and working with kids or even just when we talk about the things we used to do. It's because we were in our prime. Like we didn't have that many worries and cares in the world. We weren't dealing with, you know, crazy relationships. And 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 even if we were like we were able to at least spit a bar on it or at least, you know, express it in some way. But I feel like kids don't have that blockage. And even for the kids that do have some, you know, trauma or traumatic events, it is not, they're they're not so much shamed for expressing the way that adults are. Because you always hear that saying, well, you too damn old to be blah, 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 or you ought to know better by now. And it's like, should I though? Like, (laughs) should I know better? I, I find that fascinating. It's crazy that, like, even in in this discussion, you bring back up freestyling because it kind of makes me think of what I've been trying to say for the past couple minutes. I feel like all of it ties back into your connection with music. Mm. Um, I feel like even when I go out to take pictures with no guidance, a big part of what I create has to do with what music I'm listening to. And I'm pretty sure when you're painting and you're in the lab or you go through the emotions of the creative block shame, a big part of it is the music that you're consuming. And kids go through it too. Most of their favorite artists aren't talking about go out and pick up a paintbrush. And, you know, they're talking about let's do it's drugs. Like, suicide if we ever want to let go. Like, what? What? Yeah, like, they're not, they not talking about be creative, be you, do what you want to do type. You know, it, it's all negative. So mm. you are what you consume at the end of the day. And, and I feel like that also contributes to the blockages that you feel. 
Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just thinking that's facts because there are a lot of times where I don't even grow musically, right? Like I'll listen to the same 90s R&B or the same, you know, whatever. And it, to me, music is in a sense like a time machine, Mm -hmm. right? You can listen to a song and that song can take you back to a place um, or a time or a vibe or an emotion. But you know what's also crazy? People who usually gravitate to like one one show, one song, it's a big contributor to like anxiety because it's not that fear of getting used to something new. You already know how it's going to end every time. Like it's coming. Mm-hmm. Damn, did you just psychoanalyze me through music? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Bruh. music is our foundation, so how could I not? For real, I was looking at on Spotify. You know, they have like a a wrapped. What do you call it? Like, I it's guess. Yeah, wrapped up. There you go. So it'll tell you like what your top artists were and the things you listen to and the song you love the most and you know all these things. And of course, Kendrick was my number one. But again, I and and I guess that's fair because it was a new a newer album. But I stick to the artist, right? So and I think about how back in the day you used to send one of our um, old coworkers, Jennifer. Like, y'all would just share music. Like, have you heard this artist? And have you heard this? And have you heard that? And I don't really, like, outside of the few new artists that I have encountered, I don't even know that I really explore music like I used to. Like, I used to be open. Honestly, me either, because I don't know the last time I've, I've been that way. Um, because I'm the same way. I I go through the same circle of artists. It'd be like Sizzle, Summer Walker. It's, it's the same okay. people over and like over. Life. But there was a point in time where even music was free. Like, and like mm-hmm. as far as like how everything was thoughtless, not so was music. At one point, it wasn't about like the artist or anything you can see the title of the song and just be like oh I think I want to hear it but nowadays because we all have anxiety and we don't want shit new as long as it's by an artist that we know that's all we gonna listen to damn and I remember you used to be listening to like I think Pharaoh like just all these artists that were like hella underground Nobody knew who they were, but their words were powerful and their lyrics were powerful. So yeah. that lets me know that you are the kind of person who appreciates the words and what they're saying. Even the turned up songs you be listening to I'm, that are hella ratchet. Where I'm like, girl, <laughs> who's thugged out son is this? That's but, they, but even in the thugged out ghettos rapping, they it be, be real. I'm already knowing. That's what I'm saying. Like either way, it's 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 the mood and the vibe of the song. It's that I wish a nigga would today by like (laughs) But you know why I gravitate to the rappers who are expressive, like how I'm expressive with my photography, because this art shit 
was meant to be an outlet for our pain going back to the therapy so i'm gravitating towards the people that i feel like when i listen to your song i know you went through it just how i'm going through it in this moment like there's been songs where sometimes i just like hear it and i get kind of choked up because i'm like damn i thought i was the only one yeah i remember asking you that once like you were you know listening playing some song um and it, I think it made me sad because it made me remember somebody. And I'm just like, who, why, why do we do this to ourselves? Or, <laughs> or what is this? And you said something that stuck out to me. I'll never forget it. You were like, to me, I think about it like I'm, somebody trusts me enough to open their diary and read it to me. Yeah. I don't connect the emotion or the words with another person in my past. And for me, I think that's what I do. Like, I will have a song connected to a person or have a song connected like I said to a time a time capsule but for you you're looking at it objectively like wow you know this is just a page out of someone's diary that I can relate to yeah but and so the connection is different yeah but that's just because that's how it really feels like when you get when you run across like the real music with some soul to it you really can tell the difference between the people who sat there and broke down and wrote it word for word and the people who just want to be cool and popular. Yeah. That's facts. That's I, I love music, but I always contribute loving music to you because even when what? you were younger, you had the big ass boom box in the room. <laughs> CDs, tapes, all types of shit, and it it always it always let me listen to music that was more mature for me because I'm younger than you, girl. By two years, calm down. But I'm still younger than you, so you were able right. to have access to different like JoJo. Just right. I used to JoJo all the time when I was playing Crash Bandicoot. What was you playing in the background? JoJo. Just a little too late, and I would just be <laughs> little ass kid vibing. But that just gave me an appreciation to music. I feel that. <laughs> Go over to Auntie Shantae's how she playing. Like it's a stranger in my house. Okay. Girl, <laughs> for real, like, and that was my so favorite. Good. We would grab a fake brush or you know a toothpaste. You know, I don't care what's around. We had our microphones in hand and we was putting on the show. That's the innocence. That's that's what I I appreciated. But you know, I now that I'm older, I understand why people used to say like. They were scared that the youth was the future because these new kids yeah. don't get that innocence. They don't get a chance to have that. TikTok overgrows them. They have too much access to too much stuff. Like I, I remember when the internet first came out, grandma wouldn't even let us get on it because she was like, there's people on there who are going to find out where you live. And, <laughs> and I used to think she was just paranoid and crazy, but it really be like that. And which is crazy because I don't remember her being like that. Like I had aim. I had my She was bad. I was bad. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to have none of it. I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't recall. I, I, know, that's I a problem. 
That's the problem. People love having one version of, of reality. <laughs> First of all, it's not one version. I'm just saying, and maybe maybe I didn't have those things because I wasn't out here doing the crazy shit you was doing. Yeah, I didn't true. have those problems. I was on AIM with my friends talking shit, but mm-hmm. I wasn't in nobody's chat room. No, but, but, I, but I do remember age, sex, location. You remember that shit? No. <laughs> what? Whenever you, you go fast. to the chat room, people will be like, age, sex, location. You had to say your age, whether you were male or female, and your location. Uh, first of all, I'm not telling you. Wow. Okay, but Chris, <laughs> speaking of that topic, though, about uh, versions of reality, I'm going to go into a good movie you need to watch. Okay, what's that? It will have you tripping out. <laughs> so the other day I was watching this movie called Everything everywhere all at once Mm, okay and it's literally basically about everything in our lives happening everywhere all at once because there's different universes because you know i'm a weirdo (laughs) and you love your conspiracies yes Yes, but you need to watch it what is it on what platform um well since your show goes on Spotify, we ain't giving out those names. Okay. Well, let me know. <laughs> right. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you right. know on the trap phone outside. Big <laughs> fact. Really I feel it. Okay. Only thing you got to get past is this kind of like, like Squid Games. Like it's like a foreign movie, but it's so engaging. Like it's a type of movie. You can't be on your phone to watch. Mm, I'm not mad at the foreign movies, though. I was watching this uh this series, like a, it was an Indian series, and the translation was a little bit off, but that shit was tight. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie either. Low key, they've been having a lot of good shows and movies from different countries, and I'm not yeah. mad at it. Not not at all. Me either. I'm not mad at it at all. I wish they were. Bring- Nero, though, because you know that was my show. Bruh, they, what happened with that? I have no clue. But I love Cause it. Because I, I, looked, I looked for a new episode the other day, and I was like, what? Ain't nothing came out since, like, 2019 or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I've been looking for it because y'all love me a good conspiracy show. I feel that. So, you know, we in December and we supposed to be going to uh, have a family holiday. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Camera charge, backpack, <laughs> two week notice, put in. No, just playing. <laughs> put in. Wow. No, I'm really excited, though. I think it's going to be a fun trip. I do, too. I'm excited. I feel like uh, I don't. Well, have we ever had? A Christmas with all of our siblings? No, never, never, not all. Of no, because Ronnie and they were Ronnie was there once, but not Nanny. Yeah, um, it's always one or the other, or like somebody's at work. But this gonna be the yeah. first time, and I'm kind of excited. I'm trying to be excited. I have some reservations, but I'm trying to be excited. You know, I think he just got the reservations because the most recent Jamaica trip because Shorty went to Jamaica, okay? Um, okay. okay. But honestly, you can't let past experience dictate a present moment. Just be there and enjoy yourself because it don't happen often. 
you right. You are absolutely right. And you don't right. gotta drive, so you really. Can I be don't honest. have you guys, so I can really be lit if I'm trying to be honest. Exactly. But, yeah, I'm here for it. I do. I definitely feel like new. I'm trying to be New Year who this. Um, I'm trying to give those vibes. Now, anybody who say New Year New Me is toxic. Oh wait. Why they gotta be toxic? Let's get on toxic. Yeah. Cause, toxic why gotta, Cause why gotta be a new year just for you to change? It doesn't have to be. And I'm not saying it personally, so don't be getting okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you you talk you want to talk about toxic. Okay, let's talk about toxic. Uh, let's get into it. No, What's the most toxic trait? <laughs> Being a Gemini. Being oh, we'll say less. Yeah, that's that's enough for anybody to run smooth the fuck away. So that'll get her done. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get her done for sure. For sure. Okay, but what's yours, Miss Pisces over there? Miss Pisces, in my emotions, my most toxic trait would have to be uh, something I learned from my dear grandmother. And it's withdrawing love or shutting down when shit don't make sense to me. But is it withdrawing love if no one will ever love you? You know, kind of contradicting us. Bitch, what? Because <laughs> you said, because remember how when we were growing up, we were just taught that like no one will ever love you. So how can you withdraw love if no well, one will ever love thing. you? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's withdrawing love because now it's to the point where I literally you will do it to yourself. Like mm-hmm. I just mentioned in the beginning, an extrovert who isolates that to me can be a punishment. So yeah, it's yeah, it is. And it's something that even with human beings, right? I have a friend who I love dearly and she taught me clarity. She taught me how to just say what I gotta say because you know, she she would be understanding. And that was very different because for me, if I didn't know how to say it, which was annoying because I can articulate well, but if I couldn't express exactly why I was agitated with the person, I didn't know how to do that without sounding or being an asshole because that's what was done to me. No, as growing up, you know it. It was never, if ever, if ever there was a problem, let me slow down. If ever there was a problem, it wasn't usually um, discussed or handled with love, mm-hmm. right? So it would be some, the hell wrong with you? Is you on drugs? And da-da-da. it would just be that instead of, I noticed you're sad lately. Like, are, is everything okay? it's not the same so for me if we're hanging out and I'm annoyed because you keep doing shit that's just weird to me or it's awkward instead of saying like you know girl it's like can you not (laughs) or instead of saying hey like I I love that you're having a great time but could you please you know remove your shit whatever the thing is I don't know how to I didn't I'm not gonna say I don't know how, but I didn't know how to say it before without sounding like a complete asshole or inconsiderate of somebody else's feelings because I didn't really learn that, even though by nature I'm a gentle person. And that's weird to me because 
I work with kids and I know how to regulate my emotions around them, but adults are different. Yeah. So that yeah, will be no, mine. So real. besides <laughs> being a human eye, what's yours? <laughs> no, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't I'm not toxic. I'm perfect. Girl, bye. <laughs> I'm Absolutely perfect. not. Um, so maybe that's your toxic trait, lying ass. <laughs> lying. I think you know, I think maybe my toxic trait, if I'm being for real serious, maybe over over loving and maybe like over expecting like over expecting things and being very aggressive when it doesn't go my way because there's also a better way to convey those emotions mm, okay if I'm being completely transparent okay that's, <laughs> that's the whole point um, yeah I think I think it's not, like, kind of going back to my comment I made about the one version of things. I think that a lot of the times when it comes to my way of loving, it's very, like, like, um, I, I do this for you, not necessarily expecting it in return, but hoping you will, and if you don't, I'm mad. Because now it feels like I wanted you to. When I didn't, I just hope you would. But it's because I don't know how to truly convey that or express it. It turns into like bitterness and resentment. Mm, I feel that. Yeah, that's that on it. <laughs> that's that on it. Okay. That on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm learning though. You know, one thing. I was telling somebody else this the other day, one of you you know this person, but one of my uh old shooby doobies. <laughs> shooby doobies is crazy. You sound like an auntie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be somebody with auntie. I don't care. Whenever y'all have kids, I'm I'm here for it. Um, but one of my old little woop wops was he used to tell <laughs> so me Shut up. Shooby doobies. <laughs> I asked right, him one time. <laughs> Girl, all right. I asked him, you know, I, I was like, you know, have you been talking to this girl? And he was like, yeah. And I was taken aback. You know, most people were like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, did you smash? Like, did y'all do it? He was like, yeah. And I was so sad. I was like, um, I was hurt. But then I asked him, you know, like, why do, why do you feel so comfortable just saying that? And he taught me a valuable lesson. He said, you know, the the thing is, I've learned that people will rock with you either way. So, yeah, that's a fact. The same way I still was fucking with that nigga after he said all that, it's the same way that if you express your emotions and say what you gotta say. People will still rock with you. And the ones that don't, it's no it's no bad feelings, right? Like, it's not like you lose out, you know, in, in such a grave way. But when he said that, it made me realize, like, that's true. People who rock with you will rock with you anyway. So you might as well just tell the truth. And in that moment, I respected him more for telling me the truth than pretending like I was crazy. 
because that's what people do sometimes. They, no, no, I would never, and your intuition be knowing. Yeah. But it's literally like this, like this um, video I ran across earlier today when I was just scrolling through posts. It said, I love you in spite of, but not in spite of. And that literally brings it back full circle to what you're saying because if I really love you in spite of whatever it is, I'm going to love you for who you show up as. That's why you would much rather hear the truth and take it for what it is and make your own choice than just to be played with. Because I don't want to love you in spite. Like, I don't want to hate you. Right. Yeah, and that's big facts. That's why I feel like today, in today's age, it it doesn't do me any good to not express my feelings. So I'm very open with that now. Now I literally have a whole podcast ded- dedicated to vulnerability and transparency because at the end of the day, you know, it, you can't heal what you hide. It's no way. That's why... I look at, you know, our parent figures and I just, I realized that denial got her nowhere. Denial gets you nowhere because you can't heal what you're hiding. But do you ever feel like sometimes expressing your truth or like oversharing could be kind of gaslighting? Like what if the person don't necessarily care to know all way, but like, can sometimes overexpressing be kind of gaslighting? Well, I think you have the terminology mixed up because gaslighting is more so of when a, me asking, knowing all the facts, and you're like, you're crazy, bro. I never said that. I literally never said that. You're making stuff up, and it's something wrong with you, girl. It's it's literally the way grandma raised us, and it's why we gaslight ourselves now. But when, what you're what I think you're trying to say is do you think that oversharing can be problematic because people can use it against you? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess so. Or yeah, I guess so. Like you like you use your emotions in a in a divisive way. Like maybe it's not necessarily mm-hmm. appropriate for the moment. I guess for lack for lack of better words. Like Well, I think I think for one, oversharing is a trauma response in itself, right? I have friends who do that where, you know, you say, hey, how's it going? And next thing you know, you know about all their baby daddy drama and every time they, you know, what their ex-husband did. And it's just like a lot. Um, That's what oversharing looks like. But people do that, I think, because they're trying to either connect or they are, you know, trying to relieve their frustration. For me... Um, I think understanding boundaries and understanding that not everything needs to be spewed out all in one moment is important. Mm-hmm. It's not likely that someone I'm talking to or dating will know about my podcast immediately, but should they ever find out, like, I don't think I've ever said anything on here that I regret or that I, or that wasn't or that they wouldn't know anyway, because if the point of a relationship is to evolve, then at some point you will come to understand all these things yourself anyway. Anyway, yeah. I mean, not only that, but I would hope that anyone who 
like wants longevity would have got you to a vulnerable place anyways where anyway. everything you've already shared on here is not new to them like right and that way they can be supportive instead of insecure and jealous and nothing worse okay ain't nothing worse and that's that's another thing you know working on those insecurities i get it you know people become hurt and they become fearful and they do their best to love again but that's why you really got to do that work because that's the thing i don't know that i would use my emotions to be divisive when i'm in the process of healing those things yeah i'm in the process of practicing open communication i'm in the process of practicing you know on the first date all you should be trying to do is find out whether or not you have things in common like oh okay you know what do you do how how are you and i get it people hate that you know talking stage because i'm i'm not gonna lie i get tired too of asking what the fuck your favorite color is <laughs> i don't care but at the same time you have to use discernment and that's the thing when we are i don't want to say desperate to be in love but when we are like attached to people emotionally we do things to woo them or impress them and then we have to keep that up and that's the thing we are just regular regular human beings so for me I don't know that I would consider what I do here on this platform as oversharing, but I do believe in transparency and growth because let me tell you from the, the first episode to now, I ha I can listen back to some of those episodes and I can visually see my growth. And it's the, it's the equivalent to, instead of music, um, it's like an audio diary. Yeah, and I was literally thinking that too as you're speaking. Like, I think that's where my appreciation for you doing this comes from. Like, knowing that you're giving me a look into your diary the same way that I that I experience my music. Like, mm -hmm. it literally everything is full circle. Like, it's very. I remember when I heard the first episode, and I had told you it's almost like we're talking on the phone. Right. And you're giving me advice and you're talking to me and it's helpful to me. Like it literally because you're giving me a look into who you are. And I agree, you have grown. And that's the beauty of this. Like I get the opportunity to grow through photos, but you get the opportunity to, to grow through your experiences and voices. Yeah. It's like an auto log. Because even if even if only a thousand, I'm saying 5,000 people listen because I'm manifesting it. Okay. It's Deeper. for you at the end of the day. And that's what makes it so connecting because you, you're you real. It's real. You come from a place where you, you live what you talk about. You're not just saying it literally how I, how I explain my music the difference between people who lived it and experienced it mm -hmm. and people who are just doing it to look cool you know you don't need to look cool you are who you are going back to the reason why people have terrible first dates people don't <laughs> want to be who they are right they want to show up they watch these movies and listen to this music and think 
it's supposed to be this way and they ask these corny ass questions right instead of really just vibing what you get into because if you make me feel safe enough i'm gonna tell you about me anyway anyway people don't don't like to take their time they just want to rush into it it needs to be a dinner and we need to have sex we need it niggas be ready to get married in six months You know, because nobody wants to take it slow. Everything is so microwavable. They want instant gratification. They don't real want real longevity. Speaking of dating, you said something to me that kind of shook me. You said, I kind of don't want you to date. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) I feel like you're in a good place. And somebody coming into your life right now could jeopardize that. Could you elaborate? <laughs> yeah, you got me I mean, big, but it, it never left my mind. I mean, I I just in that moment in the conversation we were having, it was just all my it was just all my spirit to tell you. But I just really feel like there's a difference in ambition when you have someone that you kind of have to like consult everything with like when you do it on your own you don't have to second guess or you don't have to be like oh maybe it's too expensive and they you know like you just think about this is what I want to do and you figure out how to get it done Mm. you know and it's just something about that independence like over these couple years that you've been now I'm not even gonna say single because baby got and <laughs> this time where you've been able to be free you've achieved so much and you've mm. been able to explore so much you got to a place where you can have a lab that you can sit in and go through your go through your blocks like because you created that for yourself without having to to run everything by somebody else or whether or not they'd be proud of you for doing it. You just did it. And I feel like a relationship could be a hindrance to that ambition. Like you are too creative to have to worry about, oh, did this nigga eat today? Like, you know, or or your person come home and you got to worry about them. And it takes away from that same amount of time that you could be painting, you could be freestyling, you could be going to get therapy. Like, it's more time where you can invest in yourself to continue to grow. I feel that. So but it's not on no hater shit. Like don't don't be. But I feel no. Like I did, I definitely didn't think it was hater. But I do no, think to some some capacity it was low vibrational because <laughs> low vibrational low vibrational food because I I completely a hundred percent agree with the idea of when I am in a relationship or in relation with someone. I can shift my focus that I agree with. Um, The idea now, though, is that I partner with someone where that is not a requirement, right? Not so much that I don't have to focus on them because obviously to make a healthy relationship work, you should care about your partner and their well-being. But to the point where... I'm not losing everything because of that. 
Yeah, but another part of what I said, though, is if you wait it out and just keep going on the path and hustle the way that you hustle, and that right man going to come anyways. Like, there's no pressure to find it. And I truly believe that. But I just know that there's so much power in your brain, and I don't want no musty, dusty little <laughs> boy of no man coming around stressing you out and making you forget that you got gifts. Because it happens. I know personally it can happen. That's fair. I definitely feel that. And I'll fight. You know I, me. I ain't scared to fight. My little sister got that rah rah. Man, okay. So, nah, I definitely feel you. And I think, you know, in the season that I'm in, I. I am learning to enjoy in my solitude. <laughs> okay. I'm learning to embrace it and I'm learning to become comfortable with it. I love being able to get up and go. I love, you know, that I don't have a million obligations to where I, if I want to hop on a plane today, I can and I have and I will. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think for me, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand and learn what is it about partnership that makes me feel like I do better with a partner than I do in my my by myself. And I'm learning to shift that perspective because that shouldn't be the case. Or at least I don't think it's it should always be the case. Right. But you know where I think that comes from? You're a product of your motherfucking environment, okay? Because we were raised in a double-parent household, regardless of the, the situation of how we got there. You watch grandma and grandpa create a business together, a very, very successful business together. It wasn't like, this is mine, and you just sit there and look pretty like this is ours and we're going to build this together. We're going to get more properties and we're going to figure out how to do, you know, you watch a partnership. It wasn't just one and it was we're one. And I, I really believe that you are a product of your environment. You want that. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want someone who can uplift them and really push them to the next level? But you got to keep leveling yourself to get to the level where that person is at anyways. Because it ain't no nigga that work at Popeye's, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay? Yeah, Excuse I'm sorry language. to the dude listening. Yeah. He was like, hey, I guess I can't. Excuse my language. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Life is about levels. Like, Even when it came to your growth, like you had to go through so much to get to a point where you have this creative space enough time and freedom and energy to just feel like you want to go here go there go on a trip because you're free there was a point in time where it was kind of like a cage bird you Ooh, know, like well somebody yeah you know? so that's why I just me as a little sister I'm not ready for that because it's like I have my own PTSD just like I'm sure you have yours with me like like I don't want I, I don't want history to repeat itself. They always say that if you don't get it the first time, it's bound to happen again. And I don't want that. Because like I said, I fight. <laughs> um, 
Okay. I feel it. But I think that's the thing. Where it, where it is different is it took me, and I've expressed this on my podcast before, but it took me, you know, going through a, a very hard breakup to realize I never want to endure something like that again. I never want to be bamboozled in that way. And while I can't yeah, like I, 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 I refuse. And so that's what started me on my journey to therapy. That's what started me on, you know, really focusing and anchoring down and honing in on myself And you make some really great points. But I think for me is history does repeat itself, but history repeats itself when nothing changes. Mm. And for me, I think I have changed. Come on now, Tabernacle. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Tabernacle. And I just think that you need that type of, you know, reminder that I'm not where I came from. You know, I'm not the same girl, that person fell for I'm not the same girl who you know was naive and didn't know how to express her own wants and needs like I've grown and I think that that has to be factored in as well you know um but you do make some fair points you definitely make some fair points about you know just understanding what happens when relationships do form and especially within our lives because like we said you know people will always put their best foot forward and they'll show you their representative when you meet and I get that you know you don't want to come off on your worst foot unless you just one of them toxic niggas <laughs> but even then, even then you know my whole point of of having that desire or having that that yeah, having that desire to form solid companionship. I feel like and we as humans, we are social creatures. We desire that kind of connection. And mm-hmm. I think for me, the struggle was patience. Not so much, you know, whether or not I deserve it, because I do, but it's it's the patience portion, like you said, where just growing and leveling up it by the time you look around and you have the things that you desire to have, you can be with somebody who matches that. So I, I respect that perspective. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? I feel like we all struggle with patience because it comes back to all of us having anxiety because patience is hard when you're when your mind is going a thousand miles an hour and you feel like up because that's almost how fast we get new ideas and we feel like my ideas are coming faster than I can execute it and after a while that's where and it it always circles back to the creative block that's where it comes back in Mm. with the not having the patience because you feel like well I've been doing the same thing consistently I've been painting the same canvas and it just don't look how you don't have the patience because you don't see what it's going to turn out to be like, but you don't even want to take the time to get there. You just, I'm fucking, I don't want to finish it. I don't like it. I'm going to start over. Like you have, you didn't even give yourself a chance because of the anxiety. 
I mean, but you know, for me, my understanding is anxiety is when you are hyper focused and living in the future, and depression is when you're hyper focused and living in the past. But at this point, anxiety really is a lot of things because you could be super fidgety and be experiencing like a, a large amount of anxiety. Like nowadays, I feel like because things evolve just as fast as we do, people suffer with it and show it in so many different ways. Like maybe, yeah, some people get hyper-focused, but some people also, they just don't, they don't take the time. Like I know for a while for me, I will have like these moments where I will be taking pictures and I'll be like, not patient with myself enough to like fix my settings or things like that. So then when I come home, I feel so much anxiety. Like I don't even want to post them. I don't want to show nobody like this isn't like, I feel like it shows up in different ways or maybe it's just. Yes, but even with you saying that, that's you living in the future. You haven't even made the post yet. And yet you're already, you know, anticipating what other people will think. That's what I mean. People who fidget a lot because they're anxious, they're in a state of, I I need this shit to be over. Like, I I just, can we get the fuck out of here? They are in a state of the future. And that's what I mean. When you focus on, or when, and again, when you focus on these things where you're not, you're living either in the past or in the future, that's why it's so hard for you to stay present. Like when you're in these different places, you're not being present. You're not, you're not taking a moment to, take a deep breath you're not taking a moment to focus on your breathing you're not taking a moment to just be where you're at like and that's the thing I've learned like I said I've I've created all of the things I've desired and yet still somehow seem to focus on past relationships or which again that's where depression comes from or Focusing in the future of, I don't know if I could ever trust and love again. That's anxiety. All of those things are cool. But in this moment, I'm, first of all, I got all my limbs. I'm healthy. I'm beautiful. My curls are popping. My melanin is popping. You know, I have shelter. I have, like, I'm taking the time to to do an inventory of right now. Shit, really yeah. just waking up for real. If you want to start from the top, you start from the top. So not everyone gets that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Next time you're in the mountains and you know, just it would it be so bad for you to just take a moment and be first of all, be grateful that you can even afford this camera and this big ass lens. Like, can we just talk about how we got here or you know, or just be grateful? And that's why they say gratitude is so important. But again, I notice that when in a like funky place, somebody who's bubbly and positive, we take away gratitude. We we punish ourselves by not even being grateful. Yeah. When any other time, yeah, you know. So I just think it's one of those things. But I definitely feel you. It's it's you know we we have an instant gratification kind of world, and we have you know, so many different desires and things, you know, you could be scrolling and see the saddest thing you've ever seen in your life, followed by the most funny shit you've ever seen in your life. And that's crazy. 
within a two minute period. Your brain can't handle all that. Like, take a break. You know, and that goes back to oversharing, too, because some people will be putting too much up. Like, I should know <laughs> that you and your baby daddy just got in a fist fight last night. Like, that is not my business. That I don't even live in the same state as y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oversharing. Like, you can go through it, but but it, it it's kind of like when you are in a relationship with someone and y'all go through a hard time and you tell your friends and you cry to them and then the next day y'all together and your friends looking at you like what yeah. and it's, yeah. it's it's like that like people will put all their business up and then get mad when people end their business yeah i'm fortunate enough to have had my friends learn because that was something that I I used to really be that bothers me. Like if you know how I feel about your guy, and you know he treats you like so and so, let's just avoid talking about that. Now I have to set a boundary, and that's the thing: people don't see a need to have that as a boundary. Because again, I can post, I can delete, I can block, I can you know have all of these little controls or what feels like control but once it's out there it's out there you know blocking blocking the action of blocking feel very sassy to me sassy why sassy? yeah i can't bring myself to do it and i'm sorry <laughs> i know we have a serious topic but just the action of blocking is just so sassy like how are you that mad that you blocking me because it's a blessing but you don't, you don't feel to black people. No. Why? Because no. I told you why. Sassy. Sassy. I'm done. No, I. I, like I don't know. But that's the thing. You you give. Wait. You know why? I'm sorry to cut you off. It's mm-hmm. because I know how to not fuck with you, but still see you live a life outside of me and not feel nothing about it. So I don't need to block you because one way or another, I'm going to be okay. Like, you know, so it's just sassy. Like, I wish that people could not fuck with me and still be able to see me pop up or whatever the case might be and not feel like anything about it. Like, it's just sassy. It's emotional. But but some people, it is emotional. And that's my point. Some people are not able to do that. And for various reasons, right? One may be that you just bring negative vibes when they think about you. Or, you know, whatever the relationship looked like prior to the fallout, it's very painful. Um, I I have had my fair share of blocking niggas. Like I I have to block you one because I don't need you coming back. And that's the thing, niggas love to crawl back. Um, but listen, <laughs> it sounds good, and I hear you. It's sassy, don't matter. And also, let it be sassy. You, then. But listen, how can you block people that see you in real life? That's sassy. It's just like, ooh, girl, okay. Like, well, some people, well, see, I, now that doesn't make sense. If I see you in real life and we actually hang out and I know you, then that's weird. No, I'm not saying like you blocking people you hang out and know, but like if y'all in the same city, blocking is crazy. Because one way or another, I'm going to eventually see you, so you might as well just see me. But I don't have to engage in your content. Listen, listen, 
You making it personal. Ain't nobody talking about you. I said the action of blocking and sassy. You talk about you. That's how I know. Hit dogs holler. The, girl, bye. Ain't nobody hollering. I'm saying, based off my experience, if I'm blocking you, it's because I'm not interested in seeing shit you got going on. If you call that sassy, let it be sassy. That's fine. I'm okay with being a little zesty up in here. But listen, I know your audience, whoever here is going to, somebody is going to agree with me. Well, and I hope they do. And I hope somebody leaves it on the little bottom part. Tell me if black and sassy. I don't care. Define sassy. You feel like it's like, girl, this is not 1943. What is sassy? You talking about it ain't 1943, but you called a nigga a shoe bop. <laughs> I, okay. First of all, it can be whatever you need it to be, sassy or not. Nobody's obligated to continue <laughs> supporting you via social media. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, it's a little should we do being sassafras? But anyway, yeah, I love it. I'm here for it though. I'm glad we had this convo. Lots of fun, lots of giggles. <laughs> lots of shooby doobies. <laughs> lots of shooby doobies. You know, I got that from one of my older friends, too. <laughs> I know. It sounds old. I know. You didn't have to tell me. Oh, God. Spot him, got him. I heard you. <laughs> Spot him, got him. But I, I enjoyed this conversation, too. Thank you for trusting me on your platform. Of course. Thank you for being here. And you know, you're always welcome back. I appreciate your perspective and your insight. And just for, you know, always being somebody that I can count on. And I just want to say that I love you and I thank you publicly because it's a lot of things that I would not be able to get through um, in life if I didn't have you as my sister or my partner. And so I just want you to know that you are loved and you are valued, and I'm grateful for you. Oh, there you go. I love you more. And I, honestly, same. I don't think that I will be as creative of who I am or even have the the mindset I have without you as my sister, to be honest, because you got me through just as much. You used to climb on counters to make sure I eat, so I'm forever in debt. Yeah, I feel that. But my I love you. I love you too. I love you, Shuba Duba. Shuba Duba. And before we go, I just want to tell you one thing. What's that? It's a no for me. Hey. It's a no for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here for that. Here for that. We might have to put you on the track. <laughs> oh, no. Not TT on the track. TT on the track. <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. That concludes today's episode. Thanks for coming through to chop it up with us. We're really glad you're here. Feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. It's a no for me. K-N-O-W. And also, give us a nice rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay grounded in love and stay solid.